Welcome back, everyone, to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I'm here today with my good friend, Aaron Nelson. Hey. And if you missed Yam Nights on Sunday, man, it was a great time. We had Aaron there. He got to speak about the power of the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. we're in this series called Greater Things. And sometimes when we step into the greater things God have for, has for us, we start realizing that we need a power greater than ourselves. Yeah. And really, that was at the heart of your message. And so why don't you just share a little bit more about that for people who weren't able to be there? Could you just kind of bring them into what you talked about? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I don't think we can really talk about this, honestly, without looking at uh, at least the framework of Scripture and how Scripture kind of introduces mm-hmm. us to the Holy Spirit and all this other stuff. And I don't mean to preach a second sermon here, right? Um, you got the mic. But, <laughs> but I do think, uh, you know, you have these disciples who are walking with Jesus forever and they see Jesus do all this amazing stuff. And there are times where Jesus empowers them to go out and do some amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jesus leaves. And this is, you know, he dies, he comes back to life, he ascends to heaven. And they're like, well, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we know we're supposed to do something, but we don't know how to do it. And we don't, Honestly, we don't have the strength to do it in and of ourselves. Um, so, you know, in Acts chapter 1, there's these angels that come to them and say, uh, go to this room and wait for the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will receive power when that happens. And so they're like, we don't know what that means, but you've, you're an angel, so sure, let's do it. <laughs> so they go, and they wait, and they receive the Holy Spirit, and then their lives just come bursting forth with life. And, I mean, we hear miraculous stories, and, I think it's a lot of what we imagine the Christian life to be, right? Mm-hmm. But we have to recognize, like, they couldn't experience that until they received the Holy Spirit and until they started living into that. And so uh, I always kind of think about and imagine, man, what if they would have tried to go out before, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the angel says, uh, go and wait. So they wait in this room for, I think it's like 10 days, waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. But what if in those 10 days they didn't wait? What if they just went out and they're like, you know, we're just going to we're gonna figure it out. We're trying to do all the things that Jesus did this whole time. It wouldn't have been good. Crash right? and fail. Yes, exactly. And so mm-hmm. the two words that we used uh, at Yam Night was uh, impossible and exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's what it would have been. It would have been them trying out of all their own effort to do things that uh, you know, for one reason or other, God told them, no, wait on the Holy Spirit for these things. And then when they received the Holy Spirit, it just, it, it basically became effortless for them. You know, everywhere they went, they were seeing these amazing moves of God and seeing God work through their lives. Um, and so, yeah, I think uh, kind of the juxtaposition that we created and that we talked about um, on Sunday was that without the Holy Spirit, the Christian life is impossible and exhausting, but with the Holy Spirit, uh, it's life-giving and it is exciting. And it is, it, it fully... The Christian life becomes what it was meant to be when we have the Holy Spirit um, yeah. kind of be in the wind and the sails. Yeah, I love that because when you think about living for greater things that God has for us, sometimes we think about the greater things we're supposed to do for God, mm. and that can create a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, even the idea of like becoming like Jesus, like how do we become like someone that was perfect and mm-hmm. sinless when we know we're messed up? Yeah. But when we think about the power of God being made available to us through the Holy Spirit, that changes the game. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder for you, when you think about this, maybe in the part of the sermon that whenever I, I preach, I always have parts that I wish I would have had time to say, but I didn't have time to say, <laughs> yeah. like kind of what's the, the part on the, the editing room floor that you wish you would have had time to talk about when you think about the Holy Spirit yeah. and how that applies to our lives? Ironically enough, I actually don't think it comes from me. I think it came from a conversation that me and you had. So this is like some behind the scenes, how the sausage is made sort of stuff. But Corey sent me an email saying, hey, this is the topic for the night. This is kind of the way that we, you know, 
see the, the whole thing going or whatever. Uh, and you suggested a passage in there that I didn't see when I started prepping. So I started going kind of in a different direction. And then like a few days later, I went back and saw Corey's email. I'm like, oh, that's actually really good. <laughs> what did I say? I don't uh, but know you were I talking remember. about Matthew chapter four when oh, Jesus yeah. goes out into the desert um, mm. and is tempted by the devil. Um, and one of the things that's so like really, so one of the things that I do in my Bible is whenever I read anything about the Holy Spirit, I highlight it in purple. Mm. Um, Because I find it super fascinating. Um, Because I think for a long time I really did misunderstand the Holy Spirit Mm. and really kind of, I don't know if I would say excluded the Holy Spirit Mm. from my faith, but definitely put him in a box. And so I was like, well, let me get a clear understanding, like biblically, of Mm. the Holy Spirit and his role in our lives. Yeah. And so one of the things that I have highlighted in purple is uh, before Jesus goes into the desert to be tempted by Satan, it says that he was led into the wilderness by mm-hmm. the Spirit to be tempted by yeah. Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just such a wild thought. Yeah. Um, Talk more about that. Like, yeah. How did that maybe conflict with some of your thoughts about the Holy Spirit? Or yeah. Why is that such a wild thought to you? Well, I think, I think there's two sides to it. One is, uh, you know, we look at, at the Jesus' being tempted in the desert as... Mm-hmm. Um, this thing that launches Jesus into ministry, right? He goes out into the desert, he gets tempted by Satan, and then we really see his ministry begin after that. Um, And so I think in a lot of ways we would say, oh yeah, Jesus spending time in the desert fasting was a good thing. Uh, But the fact that the Bible is clear that he went there to be tempted by Satan and that he was led into being tempted by Satan by the Spirit, um, that's such an interesting thing to think about. The fact that the Spirit can lead us into, I think, seemingly scary situations, um, seemingly uh, pressure-filled situations, um, things that we would say, oh, God, this doesn't feel like, (laughs) are you sure you want me to go right here? I feel like I should go left, right? And then the Spirit kind of says, no, go right. It's not going to be the easiest way. It's not going to be the path path of least resistance. Um, But there is something that I want you to experience that's going to equip you for whatever he has next for us. Yeah, yeah, totally. And even what you were talking about earlier with the book of Acts, and when you see these descriptions of how the first followers of Jesus followed the Holy Spirit, they ran into opposition. And, oh, yeah. And just like Jesus did in the wilderness, he's setting an example for us. When we're led by the Spirit, then we start coming up against other forces that want to squelch mm-hmm. the life of God in us. That's where we feel that battle or that that tension. And with really our flesh and our own selfish desires and and then the lies of the world and then the outright attacks of the enemy. And so when we think about relying on the power of the Spirit, what do we need that power for? It's to overcome those same temptations that Jesus fought and overcame in the wilderness, and he's showing us the way. Now he's giving us the Spirit to overcome those same kind of temptations when they come at us. So in your life, how have you learned to to do that? Or, you know, what, what, maybe we could just talk about this together. Like, mm-hmm. what practices help us to actually rely on the power of the Spirit rather than just try to do it all on our own? Yeah. Um, definitely stopping, mm-hmm. pressing pause, and slowing down to pray is probably the biggest one. Um, I have been following Jesus since I was 14, so 14 years now. Um, I've been serving or working in churches for like 10 of those 14 years. And I think you can probably relate to this, but like when you do ministry for a really long time, it's easy to get into the routine of, oh yeah, this is what we do and this is how we do it. And so it becomes very like a formula, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So that can happen in our jobs, but it also happens in just our normal walk of, 
oh, well, I know I have to wake up and do this. I know I have to pray X amount of time. I know I have to, in like, whenever I feel like I'm on cruise control, mm. I'm probably not being led by the Spirit anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm just defaulting to what feels natural yeah. and what normal to me and what makes sense in my mind. Um, yeah, you made a comment in your talk about everyone having the Holy Spirit, but not everyone embracing the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And maybe that's that cruise control thing you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a, yeah, it's a sense of mm. um, the Spirit of God lives in us. Um, but I think it's kind of the, it's like that old school analogy of like, who's driving the car, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you it's being in the driver's seat, but the Holy Spirit's here, as opposed mm-hmm. to what if you gave the Holy Spirit the keys and let him take you wherever you want to go? You're like, well, where are we going? I don't know. But that's, that's honestly what it feels like a lot yeah. of times, right? It's, um, I think when Jesus was being led into the desert to be tempted by Satan, he didn't know fully what was going to be on the other side of that. Yeah. And I think for us, um, while our examples may not be as extreme, uh, me and you, we talked a little bit offline about like, going to the grocery store, but doing that in a way that's led by the Holy Spirit. Like, what does it look like um, to go into every situation of life saying, God, I don't know what could potentially come out of this, um, but I trust that there's an opportunity for for your spirit to work through me in this place, environment, whatever. Yeah, I know we were talking about that because you you talked about what it looked like if I went to Target and said, God, would your your spirit lead me in my time here? And, you know, I think who knows what he would want to lead you to do. But asking the the Holy Spirit to lead you means giving up control. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we just get comfortable in our cruise control mode of staying in control of our lives rather than engaging with what the Spirit wants us to do. And that often means seeing situations differently, seeing people differently. I was actually at Target the other day. We were were talking about this a little (laughs) bit. And I was just saying, Lord, just show me what you want me to see here. And let me follow your spirit. And I'm just learning to try to slow down internally uh, to do that. You you made the comment, like, we, I think we need to set, press pause mm-hmm. and pray. Mm-hmm. And I almost wanted to pause you and say, <laughs> because I think that is something we're really bad at as Americans. Yeah. I know I'm bad at. So I'm trying to get better at just pausing when I'm going into new situations and praying um, and being more attentive to the Holy Spirit. And honestly, at Target, nothing too dramatic happened. There was no book of Acts <laughs> moment. Like the floor yeah. didn't tremble. I didn't get to share the gospel with anybody. But I had this sense of God being with me. Mm-hmm. And that that gave me peace and a joy as yeah. I was just kind of doing my normal stuff. Yeah. I think that's so important to remember, too, is because I think we do kind of have this the Bible at time kind of feels like, especially like the New Testament, it feels like this highlight reel of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also the, I mean, when we like, just a fun assignment for you, if you ever want to go through and like study more about who the Spirit is and what He does in our lives, is literally it's just go through the Word and see. Uh, John 17 is a great place for that. When Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit to the disciples, He runs like a laundry list of all these things the Spirit does in our lives. And not all of them are go out and heal the sick. Yeah. <laughs> It's he will comfort you. Mm. He'll he'll help you. He'll be your peace, right? Even when you look at the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, the full yeah. list, like those aren't always mm. the front line of battle sort of things, you know? Mm. Sometimes it's just That's God not saying dramatic. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a great word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is often just God saying, I wanna I wanna be with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a story of the gospel, right? God created us to be in relationship with him. Um, and even Adam and Eve, they lived kind of in his presence, but now the presence of God lives inside of us. Um, and that's probably the greatest benefit, um, even beyond the, the 
things we do. You know, yeah. Just that unity and that harmony with God. Yeah, as you were saying that, just thinking about the way God originally created us to walk with him in the garden of the cool of the day. And that's like such a comforting image. Just yeah. think about walking with your father that created you. And now in Galatians, it says, if you walk with the spirit, keep in step with the spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's learning to pay attention to where is my life producing fruit. And when you feel like, you know, it's not producing good fruit, stopping and pausing and, mm -hmm. and praying and asking for help or, you know, maybe seeking what's going on on a deeper level. Because, yeah. you know, we think about the fruit of the spirit just kind of flowing out of us. And often the opposite flows out. You know, mm -hmm. I know in my life I've struggled with anxiety and some other things that are, are difficult in my relationships. And I've had to let God work beneath the surface so that more of the fruit comes mm -hmm. out and to admit when it's not because I can't do it on my own. Yeah, And that's a part of relying on the power of the spirit is learning to admit your weaknesses rather than hide them and cover them up. Mm -hmm. And it's a real gift in Christian community when we can do that for each other. Yeah. So what encouragement would you want to give them to that end and to learning to, to practice um, trusting the power of the spirit? How, how have you learned to do that in your life and community? Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't stress enough the, mm -hmm. the slowing down and praying portion mm -hmm. of that. Um, I am a, at times can be a pretty task-oriented person. Um, so it's almost a guarantee that every night before I go to bed, I'm thinking about what I have to do the next day. Mm. What if one day, just as a practice, you didn't? You looked at whatever your to-do list was for the next day and say, you know what, I'm not gonna obsess about it. I'm not gonna worry about it. Um, show up for work if you need to be at work, right? I'm not saying just, we're just flowing with the spirit today. You just see whatever happens. Um, but I do think it, it would be good to, to just uh, give yourselves those space of less control. Um, we keep coming back to this because I think it's one of the simplest things, um, but I think that it's the awareness of everyday situations where the Holy Spirit really presents himself in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I have a really bad habit. Whenever I go to the grocery store, I always put headphones in because I hate talking to people at the grocery store, if I'm completely honest. Mm -hmm. uh, and usually Fair it's employees. Enough. It's not even like, if I run into you, like I'm gonna say hi, yeah. but if I run into like, the guy at the back of Target with like the AT&T setup who's like, hey, who, what phone company are you with? I do not like talking to that guy. But instead, what would it look like to like strip away the distractions, take out the headphones, walk into Target. Usually when I'm in there, I'm gonna stroll the aisles for no reason. But what if instead of just looking at the stuff on the shelves, I was looking at the people around me mm. and being more aware of the situations around me? Mm. Um, because I think that's where the Holy Spirit does start to nudge you and start to say, hey, there's yeah. an opportunity to love someone, to serve someone, to yeah. um, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and even as, as a church right now, we just did this like Hope For weekend mm -hmm. and talking about seeing needs and meeting needs. And that can even get overwhelming sometimes. But when you start asking God to say, hey, help me to see the needs that you want me to meet. And then you step into it. Like you don't just think about it. You act on it. Yeah. Man, it's cool to see what, what God shows you. Yeah. And then it's not something that you're trying to do to you know, prove yourself to anybody. It's just following the spirit. Yeah. And I love that encouragement just to, I think it's easy for us to be distracted yeah. and caught up in our own head for different reasons and finding practices that will help you slow down. I know in my life, I try to start each day spending time in the word and prayer and just some silent time mm -hmm. asking God, if there's anything he wants to show me about my day and my schedule that maybe I need to change. Um, and I don't know if there's anything like that, that that you've tried that works mm -hmm. well for you as a practice, but I know some pe other people think about, like before they go to bed, trying to rewind the clock from the day, rewind the tape mm -hmm. from the day, mm -hmm. and just like kind of replaying the day, seeing where 
they felt connected with God, they felt out of sync with God, so they can be more aware of him yeah. the next day. Um, and there's other things that you, you can do. You got to experiment with it. There's not like a, a checklist. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing, like when you think about spiritual disciplines and um, really being in tune with the spirit, sometimes we can put pressure on ourselves to kind of do things right or like have this, mm-hmm. I did my quiet time. I spent my time with God. I spent time in the Bible or whatever. So I'm good. I don't know if you've experienced that dynamic, but oh yeah, like um, how, how do you how do you think we should think about those spiritual disciplines? Yeah, uh, the role of the spiritual disciplines in our lives, we have to re- remember are they're they're means to an end, but they're not the end themselves. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I fall into the trap of thinking, well, oh, if I do this, then this will be the result and this will happen. No, the whole thing is for unity with God. So if I strip away the Holy Spirit from my Bible reading time, I can't expect these words on the page to do anything in my life and to mm-hmm. transform me in any yeah. sort of way. Um, that comes with the, um, I think just leaving the room for the spirit to breathe. And that may sound like a really spiritual, weird, like what does that even mean, leaving room for the spirit to breathe? Uh, really, it's it's letting him get in between me and my agenda. Mm-hmm. It's letting him get in between me and whatever I, my to-dos yeah. are. Um, I think that's when, when he speaks loudly mm-hmm. and clearly. Um, which does, I, I want to ask you, because I think this is a question that a lot of people have when it comes to the spirit, is what is the spirit... Uh, feel like or sound like <laughs> to you? Like, how do you, what do you have those times where you're like, okay, Holy Spirit, like maybe it's clear or maybe you look back on the day and then you find something. Is there anything that kind of like tips you off, makes you feel like, oh, this is a, a God moment or? Yeah, so there's there's two kinds of practices that help me with that. Because I think it's a practice of learning to listen to the Spirit. You don't mm-hmm. just automatically know all the time. And so you grow in, in, in learning to listen and then take steps of faith on what you're hearing. And so there have been moments in my life where it's just very clear there's a thought that come into my head that is in line with who Jesus is that mm-hmm. I did not come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's nudges. So like the nudges are a little more mysterious for me. Mm-hmm. Like there have been times when God has really convicted me of something that I needed to know. It was like a clear thought. And then, oh gosh, I could give you a few examples, but I don't think we want to dig into that right now. But it's the nudges of like uh, last week, I was just in my prayer time and I just felt like this name came to my heart um, and I needed to call them. And so I could say, oh, I made that up, or mm-hmm. I could just take a step of faith and act on it. Mm-hmm. And so the craziest thing was I called that friend and he goes, this is crazy. I can't believe you called me. I was just thinking about needing to talk to you about something that I've been praying about. And you were the person that I thought of that would be the perfect person to talk to. Yeah. And so we had this amazing conversation in less than five minutes that gave him exactly what he needed. Yeah. And so I just learned to pay attention to those nudges. Like when God puts a name on my heart or he, there's, you know, something that I feel like he wants me to press into with my family. Like, for instance, I'll be praying about my family and just asking the Holy Spirit, God, show me how to love my wife and kids more like you. And sometimes I'll, I'll have like an impression, like a, a word mm-hmm. that I feel like we need to grow in in our marriage or um one of my kids just needs some more encouragement for me in one area of their life or the other. And I don't know exactly what to do with it yet, mm-hmm. but I usually learn when I act on that. Like, so I take a step of faith yeah. in saying, Hey, I need to serve my wife in this way, or I need to move towards helping encourage 
my kid in the way God just showed me or, or nudged me in my heart. And then in the conversation, it just kind of becomes clear what, yeah. what it was. And so that's what I've learned. It's like listening for those nudges and then acting in faith. And it's in the, the acting in faith where the fruit of the spirit kind of mm -hmm. comes out of the conversation. So I don't know yeah. if that resonates with you. No, it totally does. I think what you hit on is super important because I think a lot of times people feel like, oh, like that sounds weird. Like mm -hmm. you had this thought and then you called this guy and it ended up being exactly with what he was mm -hmm. going on. Like when you think of, one of the things we talked about on Sunday was like, our ignorance of the, the power of the Holy Spirit comes from our ignorance of the identity of the Spirit, like who He is and what He does in our lives. Um, but when we remember that the Spirit is God, Mm -hmm. Right. It, it makes it so much less weird. Like yeah. it's, it's a person. It's, it's the Holy Spirit is someone that we have relationship yeah. with um, who not only has relationship with you, but, but has relationship with your friend on the other side of the phone. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. because he cares for both of you, uh, mm -hmm. it makes sense that sometimes situations would happen like that. And so, yeah, yeah I, I think sometimes we get intimidated by stories like that or mm -hmm. we think, oh, that's weird or what. No, that's yeah. that's just the Holy Spirit living interpersonally and in relationship with us yeah. in a way that benefits us and others. Yeah, and to know that God wants to interact with you through the Holy Spirit, that that's how he He helps you to recognize Jesus' voice in your life. So mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit ultimately sounds like Jesus. Like mm -hmm. the, the words of Scripture coming alive to me to lead me into God's purposes through uh, kind of like just my thoughts or sometimes a feeling I have, a sense that I have as I'm seeking God and asking him, the direction he wants me to take on situations. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I need to be convicted and I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> and God just kind of is like, hey, you need to stop doing that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and so th I think that's that's a part of it. It's a relationship with a friend. Just mm -hmm. like it's a relationship when you think about getting to know Jesus um, in the Bible. Like you get to know Jesus in the Bible. Getting to know the Holy Spirit is like that too. It's, yeah. it's spending time cultivating that relationship in our heart where mm -hmm. we're we're learning to listen to him. And another thing is like the Holy Spirit is never going to contradict scripture. Mm -hmm. And if you have questions about listening to the Holy Spirit, like find mm -hmm. someone that you trust is seeking to live that way and learn from them. Talk about yeah. what your experience is. Admit like, I have no idea how to do this. I don't know that God can speak with me. Be honest about mm -hmm. where you're starting from and talk to somebody you trust who is a little farther down the path and yeah. they can help you learn. Because the, Jesus is really clear, like he, he wants to speak to us by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that relationship is available to each one of us. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been a great conversation. I, yeah. I've appreciated um, you sharing your experience and your encouragement. Is there any final encouragement you want to give them as we kind of wrap up? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the beauty in this conversation is that if you are at a point where you feel burnt out mm -hmm. or exhausted or like the Christian life is too much at times, um, be encouraged in the fact that uh, you don't have to try to figure this out alone, nor were you designed to. Uh, but God actually gave us the helper in the Holy Spirit to motivate us and to push us towards things of him, uh, not in a way that is exhausting, but that actually brings new life into each day that we wake up listening to the Spirit. So, yeah, um, yeah if you feel like, you know, for whatever reason that, um, that, that there's something stagnant about mm -hmm. your faith, um, I think a very simple prayer is Holy Spirit come. Mm. Holy Spirit speak into my life and, and do what you want to do. And yeah. uh, I think you'd be surprised how uh, when that prayer is prayed with humility, um, just how 
quick God can be to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's great encouragement. And the word for the spirit in the Bible is breath. And God is always as close to us as the very breath that we have. Yeah. And sometimes we just need to welcome them back in. And yeah. so hopefully this is an encouragement to you wherever you are. We'd love to know your questions about the Holy Spirit. We're going to be really digging into this more over the next month through podcasts, through different young adult gatherings that we have coming up. And so we really want to help you and your relationship with God from wherever you're starting. So I'm glad you joined us for this episode. And if you want to put any questions you have in the comments below, um, we'd love to engage those on a future podcast. So we hope to see you at one of our young adult gatherings and hope you have a great night. Take care.